Jono, Tommy, I'm going to give you a phrase, okay? And I want you to give me an example sentence that includes that phrase and puts it in context for what it means, okay? Jono, we're going to start with you. Time is on my side. Well, at least time is on my side, if nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, fine, great. Let's keep I'm it loose. I'm so glad John went first. I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, okay, I thought I I'd start I'm with that. Going, yeah. Right, Tommy, your turn. <laughs> okay. Turn back the hands of time. Turn back the hands of time and imagine you are a teenager again. Brilliant. Jono, back to you. A whale of a time. Ah, uh, when we got the inflatables out, just had a whale of a time. Was there an inflatable whale amongst oh. those? Who knows? Who knows? Lovely. Thank you, Johnny. Tommy, only time will tell. Oh, he's lost eight tasks. Can he go any further? Only time will tell. That's great. A little reference back to The Apprentice. And finally, it's one for me. And the phrase is time well spent. Got it. Investing in something of quality that will endure a lifetime can be time well spent. And so let me tell you about Marlowe Watch Company, creators of British-designed mechanical watches and sponsors of this podcast. With Marlowe, each collection of watches is influenced by a historical story of inspiring human endeavour. And not only are they pleasing to the eye, they're reassuring to hold and to wear. Visit marlowwatchcompany.com to see for yourself. And if you're looking for reassurance elsewhere, you'll find the words quality and value come up time and again in independent online reviews. Marlowe Watch Company. Time well spent. You want to do this thing like press-ups and you reward yourself with chocolate or vice versa. You want to eat the chocolate. In that case, yeah. You want to eat the chocolate and you force yourself to do the press-ups. <laughs> so you and I are different, Jono. I do repost this one around January the 1st every year. Just the, It's the ultimate fresh start. Well, I'll have dinner and then it's definitely evening. So when the evening starts, I'll start this in the evening. No point in starting it tonight this week it's Saturday I'll start next week pretty much one of the only really good things about The Apprentice was that every task you were starting completely afresh you're living proof of that aren't you <laughs> clean slate every time you lose 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 doesn't matter <laughs> there's things that you want to do and there's things that you do do and there's often there's often a gap between them and challenge accepted he's going to go for it I don't know what he's going to do but he's going to do something good Feeling like you want to start a new exercise regime? Maybe it's a new job you're looking for. Sometimes we all need a bit of a kick up the backside to get started on something. And often that kick comes freshly wrapped. Hello and welcome to Sketchplanations, the podcast. Now, when Eve was tempted by the serpent to eat the forbidden fruit, God made Adam choose between him and Eden or Eve. Adam chose Eve and ate the fruit. And as a consequence, they were banned from the Garden of Eden, banished into the wilderness with only a couple of fig leaves with which to cover up their modesty. Well, this podcast is very much the modern-day fig leaf, helping to cover up the embarrassing, distasteful state of the world with half an hour of earnest frivolity. You, the listener, are our gods, deciding whether we succeed or fail through ratings, likes and subscribes. Our all-too-tempting forbidden fruit is the plethora of thoughts and ideas seductively presented through the medium of sketches at sketchplanations.com. I am Adam. In fact, that's my middle name. Otherwise, it's Rob Bell, engineer and broadcaster. The tree of knowledge, whose ripe, juicy fruit we all want to feast on, is John O'Hay, creator of Sketchplanations. But hang on, what's that rustling coming from the bushes over there? 
Oh, here he comes, our very own slithering sinister serpent. It's Tom Pellero. Evening, boys. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> evening, Rob Bell. How should I say, Adam? Adam? How are we doing, all right? Very good, very good. It's not what I expected to get started. How long did it take you to write that? That's incredible. Oh, I don't know. Just make a start and things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Firstly, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to all our listeners who've tuned in, downloaded and listened to the series so far. It, it's, it's just brilliant. Um, and thank you also for all of your comments and for sharing with us examples of when some of the things we've talked about in our episodes have touched your lives. It's brilliant. We love hearing from you. So please do keep leaving us messages and comments, etc. And as always, we'll go through a few of those at the end of this episode. But first up, it's Tommy Tentonet time. (laughs) And as always, I've enjoyed scouring the many pages of the World Wide Web that feature you. Uh, And this week, I I decided I'd focus on photos. And I ended up on Getty Images. Um, I found some press shots of you at what I presume must have been a photo call with Lord Sugar in 2013, where you and he are both holding up um, large framed photos of what I guess are yourselves as babies. But then in the next photo... Shugs has got a large pair of novelty scissors, which he's about to cut a big ribbon with. But you, do you know what you're holding? I think I'm holding a baby. You're holding a child, but I know your kids. I know your kids, and it's neither of them. Where'd you get this one from? <laughs> that was that was a friend's child because my Jack was only two weeks old that day. Fair enough. He was not sitting still enough for the photo shoot with the big pair of scissors, understandably. So you borrowed a kid. <laughs> so I borrowed a kid. What was that? What was going on? What were you launching? Uh, launching the baby nipper clipper, the safety spy hole uh, nail clippers, um, which was done really, really well. Um, that was a great day. That was back in the day where you would do big launches at events. It was in Neil's yard. Um, you know, that sort of stuff is changed a lot now but that was a great pop-up shop excellent product that one yeah good product we used it for years i remember do you know do you know how much if you wanted to buy that photo from getty images do you, the one <laughs> with shugs and the scissors and you and someone else's kid do you know how much that would take you back 99p 375 pounds what there you go seriously <laughs> well i'm honored, rob that you'd spend that much on me thank you I mean, scrap the nipper clippers, just start selling photos. Just start selling photos of myself with it's other nuts. people's children. It's nuts. John, anyway, actually flipping it round, you've got some photos up on photo sharing sites, haven't you? I do. I don't do very much anymore. But it's nice. I think it's um, it's a bit like sharing sketch explanations. It's sharing photos. You never know what people will find it for. I remember we posted, I put some up from... Um, like a safari we did in Kenya way back. And I got an email from a teacher, a primary school teacher, saying, I loved all your photos of the animals, and I printed them all out and stuck them all around the room wow. for, the, for the kids. And I'm like, well, that was amazing, wasn't it? That's yeah. just what happens when you when you put stuff online. You just never know. I mean, who knows what's happened with that photo of you and the, uh, you and the baby, Tom? <laughs> yeah. could, it could oh, be up boy. on many people's walls. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, listen, before we get stuck into this week's podcast, Jono, I wanted to ask you about suggestions you must get mm. from people all the time for new sketches. I, I know I've sent a couple to you over the years, and I know that I've had people send them to me to send on to you as well. I mean, is it is it annoying? Is it helpful? What, what do you do with all the suggestions that you get? Yeah, I I actively encourage suggestions and um, you know submissions of like, hey, you you should do one for this because it's it's so handy. Like I said, I've got a big a big list of things, but sometimes. 
people pick you know, great topics. Sometimes it's something that I've I've heard of and it was on my list, but I've not got around to it. Um, other times it's just people have taught me some really interesting things, and they they really, they really vary. I've, um, probably my best sketch was one from a suggestion, which is this one called the curb cut effect um, about designing for disabilities and how it makes it better for everyone. Lovely. That was a suggestion uh, from somebody, which is excellent. But the other ones are just. Yeah, they really vary. I'm, somebody sent me one about. He said, "I always use use a sock to like clean between my toes in on the beach for sand." And I had some special word for that or something random like that, which was you know it's quite fun, a nice little technique. And uh, somebody sometimes people actually have like their own like model or you know chart that they've produced, and they're like, "Would this make a great sketch? Could you do something with this?" But I actively encourage it. I've learned all sorts of cool stuff from uh, people's suggestions. Send them in. You may, you may just have opened the floodgates. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I hope, well, we'll I wait and so. see. Tommy, do you get suggestions for for new products from people you speak to in the in the cosmetics and beauty industries? I do indeed. It's one of the most important things uh, of my role. The nipper clip we talked about earlier was actually pretty much inspired by Jolly's wife Maria, who I think I had to go to hospital because Lewis had a really sharp nail when he was young, rolled over and caught her cornea. That's and right. actually, like, oh, wow. really, really hurt. And you guys ended up in hospital with that. And she was like, Tommy, you have no idea how sharp baby nails are. And I didn't really just dis- discover this until Jack was born. But they're razor sharp when uh, babies are small. And they're really difficult to cut. So the nipper clipper was was required. No way. That's wow. amazing. I do, yeah. I do remember that was a, it was like 2 a.m. It was middle of the night. I think we were in bed because he'd, he'd woken up. And then Maria sort of nudged me and said, Lewis has just scratched my eye that I can feel liquid running down my face. Oh, <laughs> like, man. oh my God. You never know. So that's what you've uh, saved so many people from. It wasn't oh, blood in the end. Man. It, was, it, was, it was like tears or something. But yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. From, oh, yeah. Wow. Super product. Keep the suggestions coming. Well, I, I get I get suggestions quite a bit as well for you know ideas for TV series. Sometimes they are brilliant. You go, oh, there's something there. There's definitely something there. Let's have a play with that. Yeah. Right. Well, before we upset our listeners, the gods of podcast, let's get on to this week's episode in earnest. This week we've picked the sketchplanation that covers the fresh start effect which states that we're more likely to tackle good or big or important things at the start of the day or at the start of the week or the month or the year. You can find this sketch either through the links in the podcast episode description or if you look at the screen of whatever you're listening to this on right now, you should also be able to see it. Right then, Jono, when you published this one, was it per chance at the start of the year? I think it was. Ah, oh, nice. I think it was. I think I saved up. And, she, and actually, I do I do repost this one around January the 1st every year. Just the, It's the ultimate fresh start. And it's on the sketch as well, you know. So, so yeah. to de- describe the sketch, Johnny. Um, I mean, there's not much to this one. It's, it's uh, just a little person with the, the classic challenge accepted face um, <laughs> alongside a calendar with the the first of January, and not only that, it's Monday as well. So it's it is Monday. Ev- everything's lining up for a for a proper fresh start. So um, and challenge accepted. He, he's going to go for it. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to do something good. So where where did this realization of the fresh start effect? Where where did that come from? Yeah. So I mean, absolutely. Like you know, most of the sketches, it's not mine. So I I learned about it from um, research. Uh, from Katie Milkman, who is a professor at Wharton, and 
you know, she was she essentially studies willpower and you know the classic thing like I mean, it's, it's a problem for everybody but it was a problem for her too she says you know there's things that you want to do and there's things that you do do and there's often there's often a gap between them and so hmm. her, her research is all about looking into how do you close that gap of actually doing the things that you want to do and not just the things that you end up doing um so fresh start effect is is one of the things that came from her research i believe I, uh, like there's obviously at the beginning of a year, you know, people make New Year's resolutions. That's a well-established sort of social thing. But I think she was given a talk about willpower and somebody asked about, like, oh, we've got some new new things that we're going to do. When is the best time for us to introduce them? And that was what made her go in to start looking at, into this. Well, actually, when is the best time to if you want people on your office to start something new if you want your families if you want to start something new when is the best time and so she started looking at that um so that's where it came from originally tommy how does that make you feel seeing that sketch of the the fresh start effect it's it's very much isn't it every january we all have our our new things that we're going to try the new things that we're going to do uh for me uh, this year it was doing press-ups whenever i ate chocolate uh, that was uh, from the beginning of the year because it was uh, I, I love chocolate. And I was like, is there a way to try and kind of combine it with uh, something that I also should be doing? Uh, so every time I have chocolate, I have to do five press ups. And I've, I've managed to keep that up all the way through January uh, and February. And then for Lent, when Lent started, I increased it to 20 because I normally give up chocolate for Lent. I know Lent is also something for me. I always give up something that I feel I'm most addicted to. So it's a sort of fresh start thing, I suppose, in intellect. Um, but January is always, you know, it's always a very difficult month as well. It's sort of a ridiculous time to try and start doing anything difficult. <laughs> really should do difficult stuff in nice months of August or something. But see, it's interesting you you doing that with the chocolate and the press-ups because that was what her original research was about, something called, um, she calls it temptation bundling, which is where you, yes. you, you want to do this thing like, press ups and you reward yourself with chocolate or vice versa in that case you want, yeah. to, eat the you want to eat the chocolate and you force yourself to do the <laughs> so press ups you and i are different you know, you. i don't want to do press up <laughs> i want to eat i have done the press ups <laughs> the weirdest thing though often i would find i do the, the five the five press ups and i go i don't really want chocolate like it was it. A sort of it just got the sort of thing going and there was a, there was quite a few times at the beginning. It was like, nah, actually, I think I'll I'll have that later. Just do the press ups. Would you do <laughs> yeah. chalk, chalk chalk those up on the wall as credit? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I've now kind of got the because twenty is is it's a bit of a push. And also twenty, like you have chocolate like in the office just after lunch. I don't really like people in the office seeing me do a lot of press ups because sort of it's a bit it's weird. Weird. If, in some respects, isn't it? Like. I obviously work with uh, everyone there works for me and, it's, and it sort of feels like I'm doing the, you know, the gun show on the, uh, <laughs> on the newsroom. So, so I try and make sure I sort of go somewhere where people can't see Secretly me. Doing and that's not covers. always, uh, yeah. Jono, something you said there when introducing that struck with me because I've, I've been thinking very much about my personal experience with the fresh start effect. Whereas you, you mentioned that in addition to that, it could be about when is, a good time for other people to start things, which I'd, I'd not really thought about it like that before. Well, it, um, it, it turns out like one of the first things uh, that she says she did when she started looking into this was look at Google searches for things that people normally want to yes. do but have but struggle to stay with. So 
um, the classic ones are like going on a diet or like joining a yep. gym. And it, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know absolutely simple. You just look at the volumes of Google searches and when they hit. And there's there's <laughs> peaks at the beginning of the year. There's peaks at the beginning of every month, and there's peaks at the beginning of every week, even. <laughs> you know, and so wow, those those are all your little <laughs> fresh starts. And there are some other ones around, like you know, just after the holidays, for example sort of feels a bit like a fresh start like a new a new chapter so people go right i'm gonna i'm gonna do this thing now but that that could also be really useful to businesses looking to market themselves right or or their services or their products or whatever it is knowing that a fresh start if you feel that your service your products whatever your business can offer might be something that people start looking for in that right i need to start doing i need to bridge this gap between things i want to do and things i'm doing yeah yeah, so I mean, I think people, I think businesses know it, right? And it's the same. They might even be things like um, your birthday. So people, people go right. I've just had a birthday. This new year is going to be different from the last year. That's my fresh start. So maybe that's a great time to send somebody an offer. I don't know. Yeah, because obviously there's new year and there's you know the beginning of the week or the month, you know the day even. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about. But there are things like birthdays or getting a new job or moving into a new home i guess that could also be catalysts for a fresh start of something for me i I think some of the most significant fresh starts have been when i went to when i moved to california to go do a phd and yeah you just have this this mega fresh start and actually it's a funny it's a funny feeling in a way it's very liberating somehow It's, it's like you you left any you know connection that you had with other people and with you you can you can i remember feeling like i can decide to be whoever i want which is a weird thing because yeah. obviously i can do that at any point but you, yeah you, you you really can you know you turn up in a room you can act however you want and so it's, it's quite interesting i think it's those are the times i've actually you and going to university the first time we i wanted to join all these clubs i'm like right i'm gonna be a hot air balloonist brilliant never done that before <laughs> But now's the time. But, you know, you could have done that any time. But as soon as you, get, you start a university, brilliant. That's what I'm going to do. And, but it could yeah. be anything, can it? That, like that, the thing that you're starting, I mean, it could be a fresh attitude towards something that you choose to adopt. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a new physical exercise regime. It could be an attitude. It could be, I don't know, a new skill or a new relationship. It could be a new relationship. A relationship as in... You know, boyfriend girlfriend kind of relationship or child relationship or be a parent or work colleagues you know i think i've had a, a couple where it's like okay let's just let's just start again kind of thing let's let's right. reset if something hasn't worked with uh with a business colleague kind of thing you're like yeah right let's let's talk about this but let's try and reset let's try not to bring things from the past in that example tommy what might be that fresh start what what might be the timing of that fresh start could it be the beginning of what? the week or the beginning of a month or i don't know beginning of a, an assessment period well that was probably after sort of some kind of coming together or something and actually when i tried to bring in new initiatives to work it was like let's do this at the beginning of the month or after the final right. you know, the new financial year yeah you know which, which for us is the first of july so those are always good uh dates when you're a leader for like we're going to do this from then it's weird in the uk that our financial year uh, is the 5th of april it does kind of show that the timing of a fresh start can be as arbitrary as you like, really. But where there are set start times, like the week or the month or the year, that is quite easy to hook something onto, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think some things are different, but yeah, I think anything in a way you can yeah. use it as a fresh start, can't you? And I, th- I think even every morning, 
every morning you can be like it doesn't matter yeah. what happened yesterday it's a fresh start and our kids are brilliant at that actually kids are amazing you know you you can be screaming <laughs> at each other <clears throat> i never don't scream at my children but you can be angry with each other the night before and then in the morning <laughs> in, the, in the morning it's like it's like it it's never happened incredible. it's a completely fresh start isn't it you go to sleep and boom a minute later they yeah. can be completely like we should all do that well, so much they? better <laughs> The flip side of it being a real catalyst for positivity is I can sometimes use it for procrastination. So if there's something that I need to get done, but I can't really be bothered to do it at the time, I'll be like, I'll tell you what, the afternoon. When the afternoon starts, that's when I'll do it. And then and then maybe that doesn't happen. And you go, right, well, I'll have dinner. And then it's definitely <laughs> evening. So when the evening starts, I'll start this in the evening. Good. Fresh start. Evening. Here we go. Uh. Uh, so I, I think I can also use it as a tool for procrastination. You sort of round round up all your time, don't you? Like there's no point in <laughs> yeah. no point in starting it now. No point in starting it tonight. This week it's a sad day. I'll start next week. It's it's near the end of the month. I'll start start in February next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so pretty much one of the only really good things about the Apprentice was that every task you were starting completely afresh. Yeah. which was right. really nice you didn't it didn't matter how the other task had gone really as long as you survived as long as you weren't fired and you were through to the next task it was kind of all afresh you're living proof of that aren't you and you weren't having you yeah. both like, yes, <laughs> <true. laughs> clean slate every time you lose 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 doesn't matter thank goodness and <laughs> um, something something you said earlier john about when you moved to california being a big change and so an opportunity for loads of fresh starts whatever you wanted that to be i think it might be slightly different with you because i don't know if that time for you was finite or not the amount of time you're going to spend in california but for me i was thinking about this um as well as it being a fresh start, in my placement year when I moved to a place called Annecy in the French Alps, with you, Jono, in fact, I, um, I was there for a finite time. I was there for a year. And so once I kind of got myself settled in that environment and realised just how many cool things that I could be getting on with, the fact that I only had a finite amount of time and that that was going to come to an end was a real catalyst for me to to get out and do stuff as much as I possibly could. Yeah, the, the scarcity of the, the fact that this will come to an end, so you need to make the most of it yeah. all the way through. I, lo- yeah. I love that, actually. It really I, I find it's really helpful. Yeah. It's really helpful for me. It stops you sort yeah. of just wandering, wandering through life, doesn't it? When you have, the, you have a... I actually think that like, there's always a lovely period if you, if you leave a job and you don't start the next job, but the next job is lined up then mm. you can do whatever you want for that time. It's this magic, magic time. But you know there's only like a certain amount of time before it starts again. So you're like, okay, right, I'm going to make the most of this wonderful time. You've got to get it in. It's very much the same when people come to visit you from America or something. You, you live in London, they come and visit. And so every day they're like a big bed at Westminster Palace. At the, they're, they're, they're off to Bath for a day, off to Bristol for a day. And you're like, oh, geez, I haven't done all that. And I've lived here for five years. <laughs> you know, someone might come over for a week and do more than you would do in a, in, in a lifetime. Almost. Like when we went to Brazil, we went to Sao Paulo, Brasilia. We went all the way down to the, um, the waterfall. It's, did these huge great travels that you wouldn't normally do if you were there for for a huge amount of time but you know you're only there for weeks so you've got to get it was that a holiday yeah yeah i think um like holidays are known as a great time where we also are open to trying new things mm. 
and was it Graham Bell when he first did telephones? He actually started in hotels because it's a great time, great place where you will actually try something new. Whenever you know, uh, if you're on holiday or you stay in a hotel, you're like, oh, well, life's a bit different right now. Sure, I'll give it a go. Oh right, Whatever. yeah, okay, yeah. So I, I'm a freelancer, so I, I work on my own, um, and so every January I do do a kind of review of where I'm at professionally with my career and what's been going on with work. And, and I really enjoy that process. I really enjoy kind of looking at what things I want to change, what things I might want to do differently, people I want to work with. I really enjoy that process. It gives me a lot of um, energy and motivation. And, but I only ever do it in January. But to the, to the point that, you know, from January, January's great, then February it's still kind of happening, but March, April, May, I've forgotten about it all. So why wouldn't I just do that twice a year? Or well, three times a year. Why wouldn't I pop that in at different points to do that that review? You you tell us, Robbie. Why wouldn't you? I don't you? know. Go on. I don't know. But maybe maybe I will. Maybe I, maybe I should What's do it? that. It's a, it's a Tuesday tomorrow. Perfect day. <laughs> fresh, perfect day for it. Fresh start. Tuesday April. In March. April. <laughs> I will do, do it. it. And April. that means no. That's too much. That's too often. I can't be reviewing three times a year. I do well, it. quarterly. You can do quarterly. No, I think it? that's too much. I'm going to do three times. So that would be what. Or third, May. thirdly. Yeah, thirdly. <laughs> it's counting on his fingers. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> can, can I give him an, an alternative thing? It reminds me of that, that scarcity, like when you're, at, um, when you're at a place just for a limited amount of time. There's another, it's another sketch I like, which is one of my favourites, actually. It's called Nine Enders. Don't remember Do you remember this one? This one? <clears throat> so there's a, so a, ter- a term called Nine Enders, uh, which is basically as you reach the end of a decade in your life, your age, yes. you're more likely to do extreme oh, yeah. things, oh, yeah. basically. So as as you reach, your, your, you're like, I'm about to turn 30, or I'm about to turn 40. You're like, okay, what haven't I done? Why haven't I done this? I'm going to go sign up, run a marathon. I'm going to go skydiving. I'm going to go do some you know incredible holiday across the world. And it's, it's, I, I don't know, it's not quite the fresh start. It's yeah. almost the opposite, isn't it? It's like you ran out of time and you're like, I need to, why don't I fit this in now? Let's do it. But it's, I mean, it's arbitrary, right? Like, you could do it's it just, tomorrow. I don't know, you, of course. it's Monday to Tuesday. Of right? course, <laughs> totally. I think that's, that is it though, right? That's the magic, really, if you get down to it, the fresh start effect, right? Living your life properly. The magic is realising that every moment can be a fresh start. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but there it is. It's hard. It's so easy to wait till tomorrow. We'll wait till next year before I start. Oh, that, that was beautiful. But now, all, all we have You're is right, right now. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing with it? We're recording a podcast. <laughs> is the effect of other people taking up the opportunity that a fresh start offers, can that be a catalyst for you? So especially around the beginning of the year, you see a lot of stuff on social media about what people are starting to do i really like that um it wasn't this year but uh the i think the london marathon is normally in april and it is just such a classic thing right that as you approach christmas it's just christmas people are busy and then all of a sudden everybody's running in january and they're doing it all through january and february and march and they're training for the marathon i find it quite inspiring and because you know it's it's this dark cold part of the year and there's all these people, thousands of people out running at, you know, 6.30 in the morning in, you know, January 20th or something because they're signed up for the marathon. And that, yeah, that makes me go, 
I don't know. Maybe it doesn't do it for everybody, <laughs> but, but it inspires me. Yeah. No, but it does. It, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's that second-hand fresh start Absolutely. effect. Yeah, yeah. Surround yourself with people doing exciting, new, good things. It would probably rub off. 29-year-old, 39-year-old, 49-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Just you. hang out with nine-end yeah. all the time. <laughs> it's a useful thing. It's a very powerful motivation. But actually, it's a load of rubbish. You could do it whenever you wanted to. If, you, if you've got an idea of something you want to do, just do it now. I had a really, really good teacher at school whose thing was always just, just do it. He was my design teacher and we'd sort of come with up an idea. He's like, well, let's just do it now. Right. What do we need? Just go and get there. I'll, I'll phone so-and-so. And, it was, and I was like, wow, this guy's awesome. And it, and it really rubbed off for me forever. Just do it now. You, you live by that, Tommy. Great example of it. It's definitely rubbed off on you. Yeah. Thank you. It's very refreshing, isn't it? It's like, not, let's not talk about it. Just, let's just, do it why don't we just do it now every moment is a fresh start that's basically what we're saying is that right definitely can be yeah it's tommy's teacher knew it years ago now, but, but as someone who is a king of procrastination i i i find fresh starts very very useful but you're right you guys are absolutely right there's there's no reason why you wouldn't make a fresh start of every moment i'm gonna stay up all night <laughs> doing something new <laughs> <laughs> What have you been doing? Why have you been digging up the garden? Well, you know, fresh start. If not now, when? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to wait till I'm 50 before I start digging up the garden. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on the procrastination, I don't know if it's linked, but I've read a brilliant thing where someone was saying to, to get herself to do something. If she knows she's really going to do it, she just sits there and she goes, Okay, I'm going to start it on one. She goes, five, four, three, two, and just start it. Mm. And it's actually amazing sometimes. Because you know something, Robbie, you've got to start that that script or something like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll just go for a pee, and then I'll just get a coffee. And then you get sent a text message, <laughs> and you're like, and you start it, uh, and, and then you're like, oh, where the, 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 the whole morning's gone. Whereas rather than getting out to go to that pee, just go, right, okay, five, four. Three, two, and then just start it. Oh, I've wet myself. <laughs> You're right. Do you know what? Do you not find that sometimes the countdown can just be even more anxiety building? I did that this morning um, in bed with Sally where we know we need to get up. I said, oh, you know, we've hit snooze at least twice, if not three times now. Right, come on. Five, <laughs> four, four, No, stop, stop, stop. That makes it even worse. You get up. And then I'll feel guilty, and then I'll get up. That was easier for me. Was it? You got her to get up first. Once I'm feeling guilty, then I can get up. And then you just roll back over. I'll uh, I'll count myself out of the shower. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just, just ten more seconds. Okay. (laughs) Nine. Oh, I forgot. Just do ten again. Nine. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm sure that must relate to the fresh start effect somehow. It's (laughs) it's related somehow. (laughs) But yeah, but the, the, the countdown is definitely a thing. <laughs> anyway, listeners, um, let us know through Instagram and Twitter if you've had any fresh starts that you know were influenced by it being the beginning of something. Having talked throughout this episode about new beginnings, it's time I introduce a new end. The fresh start effect. That was it. This is the end.
At the time of recording this, we don't actually know if anyone's listening or not, but we very much enjoy and feed off the idea that you might be. And on a completely unrelated note, next week we'll be talking about optimism bias. <laughs> but for now, from me, Adam, from the wise tree of knowledge, and from that sneaky, slippery serpent, stay well, go well. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Later. Bye-bye. All music on this podcast series is sourced from the very talented Frank Cinelli. And you can find loads more tracks at frankcinelli.com. Hello. Just when you thought it was done, we're back. I say we're back. It's just me going through a few of um, the listener comments this week because Jono and Tommy are both away on holiday with their families. So isn't that nice? I, I never gave them permission to do that. They just did it. But there you go. That's how it is. Um, so, yeah, you just stuck with me. Um, and I'm thinking back to... So this is about... Predominantly, we're talking about the episode last week, episode four, um, entitled Don't Feel the Silence, about Jono's sketch, Don't Feel the Silence. And I have to tell you, so each each week, we probably do about an hour and a quarter of chat, which I, I then edit down to roughly half an hour, as um, you're probably noticing, which I think is about the right length, uh, testing your patience long enough. Um, but that one, that episode, I mean, I don't know what was wrong with those guys. The The fact that we were talking about not feeling the silences just influenced, I guess me as well to an extent, but not as much as, as those two. They just left these massive pauses, these huge silences, Um between questions uh, being asked and um, coming in with some kind of comment or answer with them. And it did take me a lot of editing. Um, I don't know, maybe at some point we'll get out full episodes for, for people to enjoy in in full. But that one, um, if we do do that, I, I'd yeah, maybe avoid it. There's so many silences in there. And I kept berating them. I kept a few of those, uh, of, of my discipline for the podcast. Um, I kept, <laughs> kept a few examples of that in. Um, but let's have a look at what you guys have been saying about that episode last week. Uh, so you bear with me whilst I just click through. Okay, so what have we got? Okay, uh, Susan on Twitter says, sometimes silence is more informative than chatter. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, well, maybe that's if, if you've asked somebody a question or there's a break in conversation and whoever it is you're talking to doesn't have anything to say, that can tell you more about what they're thinking than if they were to answer? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I think maybe if somebody changes the subject or moves the subject um, or avoids the subject, perhaps, that might tell you a bit about what they're thinking, the fact they don't really want to answer the question that you've asked. Um, What else have we got here? A number of people uh, on Instagram and Twitter... Um, so this applies to user interviews, which I'm assuming maybe something to do with um, software and software development, perhaps that that, that process of software development, um, where you're you're putting your products out, uh, maybe not just um, softwares, pro- products generally. You're putting you're putting your products out uh, for user testing or for, for users to experience it, and then you're getting um, their feedback. It's very much along, if that is what you're saying, it's very much along the lines of what Jono was talking about in the podcast itself. Um, you know, asking open-ended questions and biting your tongue not to uh, 
um, not to add any more to that so that you can really get valuable user feedback um thank you for those uh we've had a, there was there was this was a comment that was left on the the sketch originally when Jono put it up this one was on instagram it was from a visual leadership coach saying that this is the most beautiful aspect of coaching the power of silence and pause yeah i totally agree and i again i touched on this in the podcast itself about um coaching and counseling perhaps was where i'd uh experienced that long that that really powerful tool of asking a question and then just leaving it there um which I'd, I'd definitely be better at dealing with now than I was at the time but um yeah that's that's a massive thing in coaching as well in fact I remember when I when I had a boss when I worked in in an office he was a very good boss uh shout out to Andrew um he'd been on a coaching course and um, I then subsequently went on that coaching course to help me manage the people in my team, who, which was a subset of his team. And I went up and asked him a question and some, some advice one day on how I might go about something. And he started coaching me on it uh, in a very kind of surreptitious kind of way. And after about five seconds, I realized that, hang on, are you trying to coach me? I know what you're doing. Because he'd asked that, he asked that open question and left it left it silent said, well what do you think you should do on this <laughs> I just remember that when when the penny dropped what he was doing to me uh yes I, I totally agree um a beautiful aspect of coaching the power of silence and pause um Elisa on Instagram was saying ah uh, yeah a bit of both sometimes uh, she wants to fill in the silence especially on the phone but other times uh, she quite enjoys the silence i.e on car journeys with others she prefers looking out the window or if driving enjoying the serenity rather than chatting yeah and i guess um i guess what we talked about in the podcast a lot was um about asking open-ended questions so in a conversation enjoying and using the silence as a tool but yeah there's another thing here about just being comfortable in other people's company when you don't feel that you do have to say anything i think uh, well hopefully a lot of successful partnerships have that couples um in the car especially uh, I, I i'm fine with a bit of silence it, it, it's lovely if um i'm in there with other people whether i'm driving or in the passenger seat the car cars a lovely place to have a bit of silence isn't it cars and train journeys i never really feel like i need to do loads of talking when i'm uh, when i'm moving around like that i guess it's that um constant stimulation looking out the windows perhaps of well for me anyway beautiful outdoors that's passing zipping by um on a constant refresh maybe there's something there uh, Carol from Instagram says she's the same as me um, in that she likes to have an external monologue on while trying to answer questions. Um, only after she's finished talking, she thinks to herself that she's wasted the last 500 words waffling. I mean, 500 words is a lot, Carol. Um, you're probably looking at around, oh, I can't remember what I said. Was it 100, 100 to 200 words per minute? Yeah, I think that's what I said. Uh, so 500 words, that's roughly, let's say, four or five minutes. Yeah, that's a lot of waffling. Um, I, I appreciate that's what I'm doing now. Oh, the irony. Right, I'll move on. Um, uh, Margaret on Instagram says, silence is a great peacemaker. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Um, and, and there's something here that Jono brought up in uh, our little WhatsApp group chat. Um after we'd recorded the episode he's very good at doing that uh and it's it's another will rogers quote 
who we quoted from um, a couple of weeks ago. What was that about? Was that about um, type two fun? Um, it's like everything's funny as long as it's happening to somebody else. So this was another real Will Rogers quote. Um, it says, never miss a good chance to shut up. <laughs> so I'm going to take Will Rogers' advice now. Um, and But actually just on that, that is something Tommy just talked about in the podcast as well, in, uh, in the boardroom and The Apprentice. But I'm going to take Will Rogers' advice now and I'm going to shut up. Thank you all very much for listening. Keep your um, comments and your stories and experiences of some of the stuff that we talk about in the podcast. Keep them coming into us uh, either via social media or on the email hello at sketchplanations.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>